Hare Krishna, welcome to Thriving Bhakti, uh, Bhadra Sain here. Uh, today's thoughts, the podcast is around dreams and goals. I think it's really, really interesting topic, um, particularly when in, in spiritual life, we often, well, we do naturally lose our uh, material dreams. We start to see the futility of material nature, how our desires were misled, we misled our, we were misled by our desires, we pursued sense gratificationary kind of desires. But what I think is important that I've been thinking about, and I'm getting my members to think about, or anyone uh, who wants to just kind of look at different perspectives, that's all, um, is that we are still meant to, as far as I think, have goals and dreams. No, but obviously they have to be centered. So like impersonalism, like, you know, an impersonal tendency can be to negate, like in other spiritual paths and traditions, there's a sense of negation, the negative. And sim like often we can have this concept of spiritual life um, can be like a void or everything. It's all opposite. And I think we can maybe carry this into our bhakti. Yes, we learn about the futility of our pursuits and desires to pursue material sense gratification, things pertaining to our body and minds and our dreams separate from the divine, separate from Krishna. But then maybe we forget that we're meant to desire in perfection. We're actually not against desires, having big desires. I mean, if we think of our parampara system, if we think uh, our parampara lineage and heritage, they were big dreamers. I mean, huge dreamers. Um, I mean, I was just thinking just straight off the top of my head. I'm thinking about the Vedic planetarium that's being built. What a dream. It was a vision, a goal, a dream that hadn't manifested yet. And now it's manifesting. Um, dreams can be huge in quantity like that, but dreams can also be qualitative also. And also in our relative world. And I, I really want to inspire and I've been working with a lot of devotees and myself in beginning to get devotees, once they stabilize in bhakti, to start dreaming, have a vision and goal for your life. And I think this is, you know, moving towards, again, removing impersonal tendencies into personalism. Like I said before in many of my podcasts and, um, you know, uh, workshops, is the Krishna doesn't move a parked car. You know, Krishna wants to see. We, we are meant to desire, but desire in perfection. He wants to see what is it, what have you got? What is it you want to do? You know, and by the way, dreams and visions and goals, even for renounced ashrams and situations, um, means that you're building visions and goals within an already existing vision, existing vision and goal. You know, you can have got um I I really inspired by by Shashaka Peru. Um, how he sets goals and targets within a vision of spreading book distribution, for instance. And we see so much success that, that that's been happening um, by setting visions and goals. So I want us to have this idea, not idea, this real start to look at, you know, I think, I think personally for me, until I started building a vision and goal of what I want to achieve, for the satisfaction of Guru and Garanga, all in alignment. This is not outside of spiritual mentorship 
checking in with upline your, your your spiritual master which i think is very lacking these days but the spiritual master wants us to be properly situated and and wants us to be happy serving krishna Prabhupada was very expert at engaging people according to their prayer propensities time place and situation that they could pursue their goals and dreams but have krishna in the center especially when we start to realize that we're maybe not on the platform of acting every moment and moment in pure devotional service. So um, for me, as I started to produce a vision, so what I'm doing now, what's, what's, what's come about in my life was actually a vision and a goal that I was thinking about while I was very sick in 2005. And actually going back to my early days, I saw a need to get people together, particularly men, to give them a facility to bond and grow and be holistic in their bhakti rather than just being kind of brahmacherry centered or being very renounced centered as if that renunciation um, is somehow lacking or secondary or second class in in our movement. Brahmacherry ashram has been often held up as this gold standard. Um, but certainly we see even within in say it's like a brahmachari ashram we see so many people leave and disappear and um maybe fall away or you know so it's it's not the ashram that matters it's whether we're happy and we should have goals and dreams like coming back to myself um how can we actually truly be happy unless we have a goal and dream to please krishna to put all our intelligence, mind, imagination, creativity into that, all obviously under guidance. Can't stress that enough. Why? Because we may get distracted. We may, I mean, in terms of how we're doing it, is it really centered in the right way? Just having someone to keep making sure our project is aligned properly. Uh, outside of my Bhakti tradition, I also um, work with entrepreneurs and you know, and I have my goals and dreams. I'm part of a dream building network of relational, a relational business. And we use a particular vehicle and model to do that in environment. But everyone has their own goals and dreams. No one has the same. But within it, so we all have our independent thinking. We all have our independent way of what we want to achieve. And they're all completely different. But we have an environment where the coaches and mentors and the environment supports you and keeps you on track and makes sure that you're not getting out of a line with what it is you're really trying to achieve. So it's kind of like um, non-hierarchical, it's hierarchical, but everyone's independent at the same time. It's pretty amazing. And this is how the, the, the environment is growing and thriving. And I was thinking in Bhakti also, we need to have a goal and vision in our life. And and um, I think it was something I um, commented about what I was doing with the Thriving Bhakti in my introductory webinar, uh, this, the simple shift for supercharged sadhana, um, was that she loved the idea of goals and visions for people. So let's, let's take particularly those who are either living out single and working, who are going to get married. Often we can just like be drifting and ticking over. Yeah, I'm doing this, doing that, you know, and but without a goal and vision about how to get to where we really want to get to. Nothing's exciting unless you've got something exciting that you're working towards. That could be in a year, two years, a three-year plan, a five-year plan. 
often I, what is termed in the outside world, in the entrepreneurial world, is most people are just drifting in life, with aimlessly, just ticking off, getting by, I'm okay. They're not really excited about anything. And they look around, like some people have said to me, wow, Badger saying you're doing this, you're doing that, it's so amazing what you're doing, and, da, da, da. and I was thinking, well, what are you doing? What's firing you up every day? What's getting you going? What's your vision for your family, for instance? How do you want your family to live in Baxi? What's your, how are you, because this is, nothing actually manifests in your life unless you have the vision and, and you have the habits to move you there. Let's hear a really important thing that's going to really help us. You see, we don't choose our future. You don't view, choose your future. You choose habits. And the types of habits you do on a daily basis will bring you your, your, your future, your destiny. Think about that really clearly. It's your daily habits, whether you believe it or not, whether you are aware or not, what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, how you talk to yourself, how you interact with people, all the things you do, all the little habits, physically, mentally, emotionally, they produce and compound into a certain future and destiny that you will get. So if you wonder where you are right today, where you are right now in your bhakti, what's happening for you right now is the culmination of all the decisions and habits you're making every day. It's, it's not chance. It's not just like, oh, why is the world the way it is? Why has it turned out this way? It's because you have unconsciously or consciously been um, keeping habits, uh, maintaining and cultivating habits habitually day to day. And this is the result, the direct manifestation of your thinking, your thoughts, your emotions and your actions. So if you don't have a goal you're walk, working towards and you don't put in daily habits that will manifest that future, you can bring that to the general sadhana program. If you're not churning your rounds every day, if you're not following regular principles every day, if you don't have those habits, you don't get the, the outcome or the outcome is delayed or the goalpost is moved or you actually go a bit off target. So try to understand what we do every day, all the habits determine our future. So have a look, write them down. What am I doing every day? What am I thinking every day? What's my self-talk? What am I excited about? Because if you're not excited in your bhakti, if you're not actually thriving in bhakti, it's because of the habit of the way you're talking to yourself and the way you're thinking about your bhakti, the things you're doing. The, the way that you're acting and responding, reacting to things, that is giving your experience of what, what uh, of bhakti. So this is really apparent because, by the way, this is really important. If you aren't moving forward, you are going backwards. If you're not consciously, it's like like what in a, in a gym. If if you're working out every day, just doing ten minutes, half an hour fitness every day. Your muscles will grow and develop and develop. If you stop going to the gym, your muscles will go the opposite way. And we can see devotees slowly, slowly getting less enthused, less active. In fact, what happens to a lot of practitioners in spiritual life when things become drifting, they start to moan and complain. And then they complain, find others to complain with because you will find people who align with your habits and their thinking. Just look around. Who are the five most or 10 most people or, or practitioners you hang out with the most? 
that will determine the level of your thinking. That happens in material life, around finances, you the, the top five people you hang around with the most, you will have the average income of those five people. It's not just a spiritual thing. It's a law. It's a principle. So if you, so if you start to think about, think about your marriage, think about the relationship, think about the lifestyle of your bhakti, how you're living, your finance, you've got to micro dissect your life in bhakti in all areas don't have this vague thing oh my bhakti life no well your health your habits your morning program um your reading uh your your work life your finances your, your relationship with your wife or spouse or husband you know your, your children what's the goal what's the future because krishna will say that's what you want oh okay that's what you want okay well i will help you man proposes god disposes if you put something towards krishna that that is honestly the best you can do that you think is going to please krishna you're doing the best you can to move you forward where you're at so you can become more krishna conscious intentionally krishna will help you will there be curveballs along the way will krishna test you yes 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 of course will the outcome definitely come out to what you envisaged probably not but it will be something. And Krishna will know better than you what you really want at the end of that result. But he's got a moving vehicle. He's got a devotee who's driving his vehicle, who's got a, and knows where he's driving that vehicle, and he's intentional and conscious of the habits and programs to move him towards that vehicle. And Krishna will push that car 100 times more than you're driving it. But if you're parked up, oh, I don't know, what shall I do? I don't know, I'm just trying to get by, I'm doing my rounds and I'm chanting, you know, I mean, you know, Krishna, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like you're some robot he's supposed to program, like he's supposed to come in and do everything for you. That's not personalism. Okay, so this is important for it, in what I'm trying to express to get you to think about vision and goal. So what we do in our membership program, what I do within Thrive and Bhakti, and you can do out, you know, in your own home right now. Sit down with your spouse or with your friend or with yourself and start to map out. What, what, what do I want to achieve by the end of the year? What's a realistic goal that's going to stretch me? And what's my vision? These can be qualities you want to cultivate. Yeah, but I want to call it more compassion. Yeah, every day I'm working on compassion. Well, how? What, what are you actually doing each day, every day, you know, that will compound over time, over months and months and months that will produce the result that you'll be more compassionate. Because just saying it and thinking it without an action plan to make it become part of you um, is just, just a wish. You know, Bhakti isn't just about read, just about reading and hearing. The hearing has to be applied. We have to, that's realization. So we don't just want to be walking libraries of Shastra. We want to be living in bhakti. And to be honest with you, I'm talking to myself. How much have I really consciously tried to apply and understand? And I think for me, hearing around success, hearing about the science of habits and principles and laws has helped me understand and apply bhakti um, and see that it's in the bhakti. It's there. It, these instructions are there in the bhakti Shastra. but 
we often don't see it on a common sense level. We get what we call DBW. We get we, we get weird. You know, so I say DBW, don't be weird. Be common sense. Let's, let's just ground ourselves in practical application of what we're learning and understand we're in a habit vision program. So Srila Prabhupada had huge visions. I think it was at the Red Fort. He was on the bench and a gentleman he was talking to, he said, I see that hundreds of temples. But they hadn't manifested yet. Prabhupada was vision. We are visionaries. We are not into just ourselves. Bhajan and Andes were Goshtin Andes. We're always planning and trying to envisage how can we create and um, a vision and build a way of reaching out to others and connecting with others. That's a vision. You have to have a goal. So I really want to inspire you in these last few minutes. Uh, we'll talk more about this in another podcast, but get, ex get, get a vision for your life in Bhakti. Have a one year a three-year, a 10-year, you have to write it down. You have to build it. And it's true. I'll go into more detail about what I do um, in other, other workshops that I do within the program. I actually show within the doing and moving towards uh, a vision, the vision will change, but it all comes in the doing, in moving towards that and having those habits every day. You've got to change your habits, and that means habits of thinking, not fixed mindset. You've got to have a growth mindset and say to Krishna, I'm going to stretch myself. I've got a vision here right now for my working life or for my, my spiritual practices. And by the way, when we say this, but I'm going to work to have a better spiritual life. I want better sadhana. If you don't get specific, well, where in your sadhana? You're talking to your reading? Is it? And what about your reading? Is it being more attentive or is it like reading more? Is it about remembering one thing you learn every day? If you don't give your brain specific instructions that are minute, that are measurable, these aspirations to have better sadhana, better relationship, better health, um, they won't last and they probably won't even manifest. You've got to give your brain specificity. So, so when you're sitting down and you've got goals and dreams, think about where you want to be in the next, just say 90 days. In 90 days, I want to increase or improve in a certain area of my life. Say it's health. Maybe, I mean, to be honest with you, I see a lot of unhealthy devotees. <laughs> you know, really, I mean, they think they're healthy. <laughs> But you know, you know, in terms of their energy, their their posture, their their overall well-being, um, maybe it's like building up ten minutes every day, doing some yoga, doing some running, doing some exercise, cardiovascular exercise. Have a goal that it, I want to be going to the gym three times a week. Just build that up. I'm not going to go too much into the science of how you build up goals, but today's about encouraging you to build a vision for your life. That's how you'll thrive in Bhakti. What is it you want to do? What's the great hunt the white rhino? Even if you fail at getting the white rhino, it doesn't matter. You put all your energies. It's not the result. It's putting your whole being and being the best you can be to please Krishna and get excited. Get around devotees who are excited. And those devotees who are excited are going places in Bhakti. They're, they, they have a vision and a goal. They're full in, full on and full in. So this is something to think about. I'll talk more about this um, visions and goals more. But today is just to get you thinking and excited. Sit down, spend some time, even if it's a few weeks, months, right on paper. What's your goal and vision for your life in Bhakti? The next one year, three years, five years, 10 years. Put it on the wall. See it every day 
and get excited. Hare Krishna.